Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by Mr. Charlie Bud, And today, we're talking movies, specifically, specifically, the best movies of the 2010s. Now, there were some good ones, some questionable ones, and just some feel-good ones. So, lots to unpack here, but <laughs> I'm kicking it off to you. Let's get this thing started. What you got? Well, Palmer, let's <laughs> see. Uh, there's so many movies, you know, you know, when you brought up this topic earlier in this week, I was just like, damn, like, I don't even know what is like, what I, I, like, I had to think like, what came out in the last 10 years, you know? And then yeah, and I also, it, was blur, I was, man. it was a blur, but it's also like, you know, it's only been a year and a half into the, the next decade and the decade pr- like prior, we were, we were so young, you know, we were so young. Like yeah. you think about Everyone 2010, was so I was 16 at the dawn of 2010s and it makes sense. Cause a I'm 26, lad. a young, a young lad, but yeah, I mean, that's how it was, but let's, let's go through it. All right. So, you know, I think for me, if, you know, if we're going to put together like a top five or a top 10 list, I think somewhere mm-hmm. in there for me is like, oh, what? Ooh, I don't even know where to begin. I, it's not in any particular yeah. order, all right? Not in any no, particular order. But I think for me uh, in the 2010s, like, I just have to say it, Blade Runner 2049. I just have to put it oh, out there. Wow. That was number one. Dude, I actually still have yet to see that film. Oh, my but gosh, Bob. That was your first pick. All right, bud. Tell me what am I missing out on? Okay. Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm just a huge fan of like uh, science fiction. I think I've addressed this before. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and like Blade Runner is like kind of like the peak of kind of this uh, – what is like known as cyberpunk um right it's like this uh high tech or yeah god how how do they describe it like it's usually like cyberpunk is like these you know high tech like high tech future world but it kind of like looks like you know low class like high tech low class is how it's like described and i'm a big fan of like the uh the original blade runner so i was like super excited to see that like denny villeneuve who would you know do a sequel to the movie and like i was a little worried but i was excited with all the talent surrounding it um yeah, but I was a little worried at the time that, like, oh, he, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this off. But, like, I was blown away when I saw it, saw it in IMAX on the very first day it came out. Um, Ooh, absolutely cinematic. Ready. Yeah, absolute cinematic joy, man. Uh, the cinematography was incredible. It was shot by Roger Deakins, one of the greatest living legends in the cinematography world. But, um, Oh, and like just I, I don't know like it, it just really kind of expanded the world of of Blade Runner and I just love that like tonal uh, the tone that Blade Runner has I love like the neo kind of like noir film that it basically is kind of like with the cyberpunk futuristic backdrop but that's my first one and you really got to see it Palmer you really got to see I it know. Jeez, I remember you told me well, a to watch just Blade Runner the original, yeah. mm. and they um they mentioned it in Ready Player One the book, mm-hmm. and so I was skipping over every portion that like mentioned details from the movie because I was like ah, I gotta see this. Mm. And the crazy thing is, the first time I ever saw Blade Runner was November of 2019 wow. when it was supposed to take place. Yeah, that's so crazy, right? dude. Could I'm pretty sure uh, the guy who plays like Roy. And that like died on the day like Blade Runner came out or something like it was uh, just like so yeah no it's it's wild right like the antagonist um, like I'm pretty sure he like died yeah and then you think about that 
I or mean, I think I think no it, I think he dies in like I think he died in November of 2019, and like it just happened to be like when Blade Runner takes place and stuff. It's really wild. You just think about that haunting last line he mm. had. I don't think it'll ruin it for anybody. Uh, oh, it's so. If you beautiful. haven't seen it, then skip yeah. out on this for like two seconds. I'll wait. But he says, "Time to die." Boom! Wow, mm-hmm. and he died in November of 2019. Yeah, wow, powerful. powerful. Even like about that whole like soliloquy that he has at the end, which he even like mm-hmm. improvised one of the lines that wasn't like actually written. It's like actually one of the most famous parts of that speech too. It's like uh, Is it uh, to be lost like tears in the rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, every man. time, every time. Uh, wow, wow. Okay, in terms of just, you said, it expanded on the world a little bit. So, mm-hmm. from what I remember of, of number one, it was mainly focused around Deckard, and it was literally just him hunting these replicants. And more or less, he's in the same, like, kind of setting. Did they actually yeah. take you to another planet or place? So, yeah, in, uh, in the sequel, like, the first one basically takes place in L.A. the entire time. The second one will take you outside of the city um to like different areas you kind of get to see what the world has to like turn to outside of like the the dark rainy uh sad dystopian future that the first movie's in and what also the second one is in too wow and the crazy thing is so it actually takes place 30 years or supposed to take yeah 30 years following the original Mm -hmm. Ooh, and it's interesting too because even before i'd seen blade runner I'd seen the influences of it within other, you know, movies and, and popular culture. Specifically, if anybody's ever seen the movie Akira, which mm-hmm. is like a throwback uh, anime, they consider to be the greatest anime movie of all time. Um, they actually have so much of just that the scenery is built around kind of the, the Blade Runner one. So, yeah, I've been meaning dude. to watch uh, Akira because I've heard it's like really heavily inspired by Blade Runner. So, and I heard that they like didn't they make like a live action movie with like Scarlett Johansson? That Wait. was Ghost in the Shell, oh, but but isn't it like based Akira off that. Akira though? I thought it was. I think that one is also based off of yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard definitely. that movie was not that good. <laughs> I have heard similar comments. <laughs> definitely, definitely not going to make our list of the. No, yeah, movies. no. I was like, should we do a not top? <laughs> <laughs> Worst movies of the decade. Um, <laughs> Just go in. Oh, man. I think I'd have no, to watch a lot of movies for that. But. Yeah, and that's like time I just don't get back. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can get through one or two of those bad movies. Just like, ah, man, what are we doing out here? That's when you got a question. It's anything life. with Bruce Willis. Let's just say that. <laughs> dude, be Wills, dude. I want to be some be Wills. Maybe, maybe we should stop making like, or not, yeah, or uh, Jason Statham or something like. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did enjoy him in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that. Uh, but actually, funny you mentioned Denis Villeneuve. Uh, because I had one of his films picked mm-hmm. in my kind of tops. Oh. And you were the one who actually showed me this one again, but you're just giving me so much good stuff. And that is Arrival. Oh, uh, dude, so good. Brings a tear to your eye. And so I think, and there will be spoilers, people. I'm going to try to do my best, but mm-hmm. you've been warned. I think the thing that just captivated my mind the most is that he so subtly keeps you off balance the entire movie. Yeah. You're like, I think I kind of, at first these aliens arrive mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know if they're good or bad. So you have to determine that. And then it's just this process of trying to 
A, figure out how they're going to build a relationship with the aliens moving forward, but then you're also uncovering the backstory of the protagonist, uh, who's played by Amy Adams, for the entire film. And you never really quite understand what's happening until the very end. So I think there's something so beautiful in that. And it's like, I when know. You, just you think you do, you don't. I know. I, I agree. I think the way that, like, the the plot twist is like staring you in the face the entire time you just don't like think about it and it's really well done it's super well done storytelling like i think that's a tough story to like even tell and the way that he did it was just so so like magnificent i guess um it was it was it was very very impressive um and not to mention like i just love the visuals it's another like sci-fi i just love like all the characters are great i think everybody did a great job in that and i think it did a good job of like creating uh tension you know and what was like a almost like a not like action kind of movie it really was like a drama around like understanding things that we don't know so Definitely. And I mean, Jeremy Renner's in there. And yeah. you know, I love me some Jeremy Renner. Mm. Um, but I was going to say, it's, it's so interesting, too. And I didn't really understand this until I was older. But when it comes to storytelling, so often what we do as just viewers or readers, we become engrossed by that portion, the whole story. Mm. But we lose track of the fact that this is essentially taking place. There was something that happened before it that led us up to these events. And there was something that will take place after. And I think that Arrival does such a good job of addressing all of that. And it ties in so beautifully what happened before and then mm-hmm. what's to come. And yeah. you never quite, you know, get everything, as I said, like laid out until the end. So, dude, it's just, uh, that one hit. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it really did. I really loved that movie when that came out. Like, even that, like that particular year that that movie comes out in was like such a, such a blockbuster kind of year. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was, what was that, 2016? I want to say 2016 or 2017. Like it's it's up there. I think it was like the same year as like 20. I think it was 2017. It was actually okay. So 2016. Okay. And so I'm just pulling up the list of films that were also just in that. Okay, so of course it wouldn't pull up all the crazy ones, but <laughs> <laughs> there were a number of great films that came out that year. And mm-hmm. I just remember, especially when the um, award season came out. Uh, just it was like I don't know who is going to win because oh I think that was yeah the year of the Revenant and Mad Max Fury Road. So, oh dude, um, that was another movie that was on my list. Yeah, Mad Max, okay, Fury let's get Road. into it, bud. Fury Road, um, all right. Fury Road, uh, the single greatest action movie in the last decade, hands I down. Agree. It is. And maybe even the last like 20 years, I don't know. I haven't seen every single one, but definitely in the last 10 years, it is hands down like the best action movie, period. So absolutely, well absolutely. Just the okay, we talked about visuals mm-hmm. with the rival. Let's talk about visuals with Mad Max Fury Road because to understand just the coordination of just some of those sequences, yeah. And I'm not a stunt man. And I have nothing but absolute respect oh. for those oh. people who were out there. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh like God. I also like, you know how a lot of like action movies are like up close, like quick shots to like, you know, that are like a lot of it's really like cut up and stuff. Yep. This movie is long, wide shots of just chaos. And it like yeah. and it just goes back and forth between like different like view length. I don't know, like 
viewpoints essentially like you have this long shot of chaos and you can literally see like everything that's happening it is so well choreographed and then like it cuts in and then you're like oh yeah remember that guy that was like climbing under the freaking truck you saw <laughs> in the wide shot well here he is like two minutes later and then like you cut back out he's still climbing under that it's like the continuity is on point they nailed it like they yep. absolutely nailed it all the stunts were real no green screen crap yeah. or anything like that like except for like i think the the storms seen at the kind of the beginning oh, but okay, yeah. um i need to watch that movie again like holy know, crap that man. movie is so good um and the crazy thing is i know people who hate absolutely hate that kind of film but for example my sister I mean, she doesn't necessarily hate it but mm-hmm. not her favorite kind and we were in mexico and it was on and she couldn't turn away and she's like yeah. oh my gosh this movie is so good and i'm like yeah just mm-hmm. buckle up because it's only going to get better and the thing i love about the mad max franchises well especially the early movies and now that it's evolved it's just mm-hmm. such a simple concept it really and they is say some of the most out there wild things and you're like mm. what is going on but it's mm. just it's like a, you can't turn away i it's know it's like a car accident it's, oh my god I, I don't know it's super entertaining like there's not even that much dialogue in the movie mm-hmm. like it's very visual storytelling um but like i don't know it's just it's an addicting movie i saw that like three times in theaters i'm not even kidding it was Are you that, serious? yeah i watched it once with like ian from uh Elon, yeah, Ian oh, Collins. I watched it once with him, and then I think I watched it like another time with another friend, and then I think I just like went to go see it again to go see it. Um, <laughs> One man by himself. I could <laughs> like that movie was addicting, dude. It was like I came. I think it came out in the summer, and it was just like the summer blockbuster. It, I, I don't know. I, I cannot express how well that movie is done, both choreo like choreographically. Uh, like just the stunts, the cinematography, mm. the setting. I just like, I don't know. I love kind of like that desert barbarism yeah. kind of like wasteland kind of. Uh, you don't really get a lot of good movies like those. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mad Max is definitely one of the best in the and biz. And also just um, the relationship between Charlie Theron and Tom Hardy. Yeah. I mean, apparently they said backstage they weren't necessarily seeing eye to eye. But I loved just the portrayal of mm-hmm. Max and Imperator Furiosa. Yeah. Dude. So good. So mm. I mean, I have so many good things to say about that film. Oh, they both did like such a fantastic job acting, like playing oh, their characters. Yeah. Um, I think even Zoe Kravitz was in there, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think she was. I think as she like was. one of the wives. Yeah. Of, uh, was it Joe? <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. <laughs> oh man, that dude was wild. <laughs> but nah, dude, absolutely great, great flick. If you all have not seen it, it's probably one of the tops for. Uh, the last mm-hmm. decade, I recommend. Uh, yeah, if you know, if there was a top ten list, that's certainly like a top five. Yep. Like I think, like that's uh that's definitely in there. All yeah. right, Palmer, shoot me with another one on your list. All right, I mean, there's so many. Like I, oh, I'm just I'm getting jittery. Like yeah. there's so many good ones, but I'm actually gonna give another shout out to a movie that once again you introduced me to the same weekend <laughs> you introduced me to Arrival. And that is Call Me By Your Name. Oh, my gosh. That's on my list, too, dude. <laughs> dude, what? Oh, man. Charlie, just let's talk about – I mean, I don't even need to talk about the character and the acting first. Let's talk about the setting oh, because – The setting is its own character. I really think I fell in love with the setting. Yeah. Um, oh, if it was like I a woman – <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's uh, – I mean, that setting, like, it, like, it is part – 
of it's like it's its own character it's part of the story it mm-hmm. lives it breathes it it my words cannot describe like how beautiful of a setting that is not to mention like you throw that all in with like a super super like uh beautiful like story of like first love and Mm -hmm. um and like that's your backdrop incredibly well acted by timothy chalamet and our hammer um so uh, i i love that movie so much i I wish like i could put into words just like Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't even express all the things that I like. It's just sometimes you got to sit back and just be in amazement mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, just just see it, and that that will. I can't explain it to you. It's yeah. just a great flick. I mean, I remember when I was watching that in the theaters and like the the credits rolled. I'm like, I was shell shocked. I was like, I think that was the best movie I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Like at the time, you know, for sure, I was like, oh my god, that was like definitely like one of the best movies I've ever seen. I loved it. Absolutely loved that movie. And the beautiful thing about it is, and I mean, love stories can do this well, but this movie in particular, the simplicity of it. Once again, yeah. it's nothing crazy, nothing over the top. As you said, first love. Mm-hmm. And yet it hits you. In, and the crazy thing is, you know, you know, I am a heterosexual male. <laughs> I am and too. This movie, <laughs> this movie is about a, a gay relationship. But at the same time, I felt like I could... No, it was relatable it was relatable there you go that's the best word that's the best word Mm -hmm. so it's just i mean give it to the storytellers there that thing was on point on every level oh charlie charlie see you got me my feels i'm getting super excited over here man yeah Uh, what uh what's what's the next one for you well i think i was i was going to talk about that one but um let's see no 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 you're good dude you're totally fine uh honestly Whew, what's up there? Another movie that came out that year that I really, really liked uh, was Lady Bird. Um, Ooh, you yeah. and your Greta, Ger- Greta yeah. Gerwig, man. Greta Gerwig, directorial debut. Um, and then Dude, we saw that the same weekend, too. I'm just, we were on a roll. We man. were on a roll, man. We were on a oh, roll. It's like man. all these movies had like come out around like the same time, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, cause that, like, the, yeah, they were all that year. I think even like, uh, Shape of Water was the same year or something. I think yeah. you're right. Actually, crazy. I didn't even think about that for this list. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, Blade Runner was that year too. I'm pretty sure it's all Ooh. 2017. That's all like all 2017, I think. But yeah, yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, but yeah, Lady, right, Bird, Lady Bird. I haven't seen it in a bit, so my memory is a little like iffy on the details of all that movie. But I just remember it just like being a really great like coming of age, a little quirky comedy, like like a mild comedy. Like I think it wasn't trying to be a comedy, but it was funny at times, and it was a great coming of age story of just like some like Saoirse Ronan's character was really just trying to like find herself essentially, yeah. um, like. You know, she had like a kind of like a fractured relationship with her mom, and I think the parents were divorced. I think, or I think they were still together. I think. Okay, I just remember vividly this one scene where the mom's scolding Sir Sir Sharonin, yeah, and the dad's playing like solitaire on the computer, and the mom's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, sorry." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my guy it's such like my parents right there. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great story between like a mom daughter and like kind of like even like repairing that relationship. Cause I think at the beginning of the movie, you can tell like she throws herself out of a car because like, she's <laughs> just like so sick of her mom or whatever, but um, it's not funny. Please put your seatbelts on people. Yeah, please put your seatbelt. No, but she like does it on purpose. She like undoes her seatbelt and just like, I'm just throws herself out of a car. Um, but 
it's a it's a really good movie. I, I, that you know, 2017 was a super good year uh, if you're really into movies. So definitely, De- and also once again, an understated kind of uh, Sacramento is the the backdrop oh, yeah. of our story. Sacramento is like, the backdrop. What happens in Sacramento? But they still it had it had heart to it. So yeah, really Timothy Chalamet was in that movie too. Once again, that was like Chalamet's like year. Dude. That was, was like the year he kind of like I think really broke out. Definitely, um, you know, he really came to. I think this Dune year is going to be a big one for him too. Oh, dude, I can't even. I I, I always forget that Dune comes out this year. I'm I'm so beyond excited for that. <laughs> like I love the book, loved it. I feel like we've spoken about this in every single podcast that we episode that we've done. Oh, so I far. think so like, too. Dune's I mean, out. Dune's coming out. It's a fan, it's like one of my favorite science fiction books. Um, and actually I think it is my favorite science fiction book. And then, Whoa. I mean, what can I say? It's a, High it's, praise. it's a really, it really creates a, a world. It's a really good at world building, like the universe of Dune. Um, and the characters are really interesting. It's heavily philosophical. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about a movie that isn't out yet and Denny News directing it, but also true. Also, um, so you know it's gotta be pretty good. You know it's gotta be pretty good. It's supposed to be incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's breaking it into two movies, so I think we've mentioned before. So Ooh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. All right, Palmer. What's another All one right. on the list? I'm like now I'm getting into like the ones that are like, oh, okay, okay. I will say this get out, Jordan Peele. Once again, 2017. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember. I still haven't like, seen it. I'm sorry. I what? I know. I still haven't seen it. Well, to quote the title of the movie, Charlie. Get, get out. out. I, mean, <laughs> get I know. Out. I know. I know. It's been like, I was so close to watching it one night, but then just ended up <sighs> I don't not. Hear that. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I need I don't to see it. I know. I know. I know. But I've heard nothing but amazing things about Get Out from so many people. And um but yeah tell me about it without trying to without spoiling it too much you know what next time we see each other that's what we're gonna watch just i will bring that to you i'm down Um, i'll give you the quick little backdrop essentially it's about uh, i even forget his his main name but daniel kaluuya's character Mm -hmm. uh young black man uh he's dating a young white woman and uh it's basically if you've ever seen the movie i guess he's coming to dinner with sydney poitier (laughs) it's kind of like that but in the modern era uh he's going to meet her family and she's like, oh, I haven't told my parents that you're black. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. It kind of seems like something you might want to, but all good. And so he starts to settle in. He meets the the family. And things just kind of start seeming a little strange. And he's trying to get to the bottom of it. So I don't want to say any more because, dude, it's incredible. But just give it out to um, Jordan Peele. I remember that I was listening to a podcast when he was talking about the creation of it. And he was saying that he kept telling his agents, like, look, I'm doing this comedy thing right now because he's on Mad TV and then Mm -hmm. Key and Peele. He said, but I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to spin out. I'm going to go to horror. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. And so he starts to get ready to start doing it. Like, dude, what are are you doing right now? This is not the time. He's like, I told you I wanted to do this. And give it to that man. He also said that he had been creating a number of drafts with – all different like endings and alternate plot points. And I think even Keegan-Michael Key got a chance to read it. And he said, dude, this guy is he's doing his thing. And so came through, man. He won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. And uh, I mean, he absolutely deserved it. So, yeah, I mean, but that is a must watch for us. I, I I can't wait till you're here or I'm down there visiting you and we can 
uh, you know, just sit back, watch Get Out one night. Um, yeah. I, that'll be that'll be a great time, and uh, I look forward to seeing it. Um, I'm also yes. looking forward to you know, based on what I've heard about Jordan Peele, I'm really looking forward to kind of like you know what he does in the future. I know he just did uh, Us. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I'm sure. Charlie. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And he's coming out with a new one called Candyman, yeah. which looks very interesting. I think I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, that one looks a little scarier than the others. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, I know. Boy, I love yeah. how he's doing. That's like horror. Someone who is like known for like <laughs> comedies, like doing horror now. Definitely, but it's I love he like cool. works in like comedy too. It's so, like yeah. you're scared, but you're also kind of laughing. Like this mm-hmm. is haha, so easy. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> exactly. When the tears start coming out, oh man, Dang, uh, dude. But, okay. What's what's your next pick there, bud? Well, you know, if we're gonna continue with like a horror theme, oh, I okay. think I'd put Hereditary up on Ooh. the list. So. I yeah. have not actually seen this one, mm-hmm. but I've heard incredible, and by that I mean extremely terrifying things. Oh, Tell yeah. me about it. So, uh, basically, as Ari Aster once put it, it was originally a family drama that you know <laughs> I just put a little horror twist on it, and my God, it oh, is deeply disturbing. But I <laughs> highly encourage people to watch it. I need. I still need to see his movie. Um, What's it called? Like summer or something? Midsummer. Why couldn't I remember that? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that, and I don't know why. But because um, I, lo- I, lo- I really enjoyed Hereditary, although that movie, like, you know, messed you up. Messed you up. It messed me up. I, you know, I was driving home from the theater, and I was terrified because there is oh, a scene geez. that involves a car, and oh, like, uh, no, 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 no. so uh, I don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watch it in the safety of your apartment or something. I don't know. A good call. Uh, but yeah, that movie is really good. I mean, like, it just, it's just a, it's constantly builds like this sense of dread throughout the entire movie until its breaking point. So, uh, I recommend wow. it if you're a fan of like terror you know if you're like it's not even like a like you know a lot of like modern day horror movies are all about like jump scares like this movie is just Mm -hmm. all about making you feel terrified the entire time because it creates a tonal sense of terror jeez i hate when i'm watching a movie and you're you're like oh this is kind of scary but i'm not i'm not really scared yeah and then of course it's like you know 11 o'clock at night you're getting ready to go to bed and all of a sudden, you remember all this stuff. And you're like, it kind of wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it was kind of scary, maybe a little. Yeah. It's like, okay, let me just pull the covers a little closer. Like, uh, has mm. happened to the best of us. Goodness. I, I mean, I think a lot of the modern day, like, big budget horror movies are not that scary. Like, what's a big budget? It? I don't think that one's that scary. Uh, it's just, it, yeah, gets, it gets yeah. off on cheap thrills and, like, random jump scares. Yeah, I and mean, also it's interesting for me, like CGI. I don't necessarily get too scared mm-hmm. when I see that. I think like, if I can see something that I know could be real, that's when the real terror sets in. Yeah, and nothing better than a movie that like literally is a family drama with a horror twist to it. So, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of uh, fantastical elements there. That sounds mm-hmm. super, super horrifying. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. Oh man, Charlie! I feel like there's so many of these movies oh, that so I ended up seeing with you, which is crazy to me. I mean, I think that's great. You know, yeah, deepens the friendship. You know, yep, deepens exactly. the friendship that we just share a lot of the same film interests, watch a lot of movies together, and then we just go back and forth and just talk about them as we're yeah. basically doing on this episode of our <laughs> podcast. So, 
Uh, uh, definitely great. And I'm loving it. All right. What about, and we actually watched this with our friend Bree, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Little, Ooh. Uh, Wes oh, I love Wes Anderson. You I know, you know do. me, I love my Wes Anderson, but oh, uh, yeah, I love Grand Budapest. I think it's one of his better films for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, ooh, he's, he had a couple in like the 2010s. Like, yeah, I, Moonrise I, Kingdom. I didn't put down, but I guess you could. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. Well. Uh, I love dogs. I really liked I Love Dogs. Oh, I still haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Did you see Fantastic Mr. Fox? I have. I've seen it a couple times. I love that movie. Oh, okay. nice, yeah. nice. Is that um, Clooney? Who's the voice? Um, it is George Clooney. Yeah. Ah, Clooney. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But for those who haven't seen it, Grand Budapest Hotel is essentially about I mean, it's, it's like a number of things but as mm-hmm. the title would suggest a grand budapest hotel mm-hmm. and i mean it's just got it's got ralph fine it's just oh sir sharonin's in there too and I oh mean, yeah sir sharonin is in there and then adrian brody mm-hmm. um willem dafoe dude it's like kind of got a, a star-studded cast mm-hmm. and it's simply about a woman who frequents the hotel and she passes and she leaves uh her prized possession to I guess the head of the the hotel, yeah, and just everything proceeds to, to go downhill from there. Yeah, and it's In like it's yeah, like it's Rafe. It's it's Rafe, by the way, not Ralph. If you didn't oh, know, really, that. yeah, it's Rafe, and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's like it's left to Rafe finds his character, and like then he has like his bellboy who he like kind of like brings up, and it's it's excellent. <laughs> I'm just like, was I living in a different dimension where his name was pronounced Ralph? Well, it's spelled Ralph, so I can understand <laughs> yeah. why a lot of people say that. But um, if you even like ever, Ralph. yeah, even if, but if you ever like listen to him in an interview, it he says it's Rafe. Interesting. And for those of you who don't know, that is the Dark Lord himself, Lord Voldemort. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's completely on Voldemort-esque yeah, in this movie. I know. It's so great. And I think I want to say George Clooney has like a cameo appearance in Dude, Grand the Bo- shootout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Wes Anderson has such a style to his movies that I like. I, it's so, it's so, it's such a pleasure to watch. It is. Oh, definitely. It's actually very reminiscent of, if you ever read the book uh, Catch-22, just like the style of subtle comedy when they'll just have like some random back and forth and they'll say something that's not funny, yeah. but they say it enough that you're like, okay, it's actually pretty clever. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Just repeat things. Uh, so good. So good. I want to oh, watch man. that movie now. I, know, now I, I want to watch like all of these. I wanna, yeah. Like, every movie that we've mentioned, I'm like, maybe this is what I do this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to watch hey, all these movies. Weekend. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. True. I have a half day on Friday too. So oh, really getting that in. Half. Yeah. Okay. It's I beautiful. see you. I see you. It's beautiful. All right. What's your, what's your next pick there, bud? Who, uh, what is my next one? Okay. So another indie film. I feel like we touch a lot on these indie films, but that's okay. But Yorgos Lanthimos, Lanthimos, I think that's how you say his last name. The Lobster. Is that the one with, oh my gosh, Colin Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell. I have not seen that. I, I knew it was on Netflix, but okay, tell me about it. What's the premise? Well, if you've ever seen a Yorgos, uh, is that how he's, I, God, I'm going to like, I'm butchering his name. Um, is it <laughs> No, it's, he's Greek. Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, if you ever seen any of his movies, um, I think his most recent one was with Emma Stone and it was like a Victorian kind of era movie that I'm completely forgetting the name of. Not the favorite. Yes, the favorite. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The favorite. That was his most recent movie. But um, it wasn't his like typical style. I mean, it had like elements of his like typical style. But I think the lobster in the movie that he does after that, which I think is the killing of a sacred deer, have like these kind of styles to it. But the lobster is a very, very weird movie. Where essentially the plot of the movie is is that like society lives in this dystopian future where if you can't find someone to marry by like a certain age or however many days after you go to like this hotel like there's like a matching whatever if you're single like you can't be single in the world like you're not allowed to it's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's illegal to be single or whatever and so there's like a hotel that people go to meet people and if you can't meet someone and find like get married within like 60 days or something they they turn you into an animal oh god yeah so oh god mm-hmm. so the whole movie is kind of like about like it's a really strange it is so bizarre but you have to watch it cuz it's so good um <sighs> but like you the whole movie is basically about like Colin Firth and uh, or is it that's like is it Firth or Farrell? It's, Col- it it's Colin Farrell. It's Colin Farrell. All right, Firth, Firth. You know, the, the, whatever. A lot of the, movies, a lot of people. A lot of movies, a lot of people, a lot of actors with the same name. Anyways, um, but like he he like first he tries to you know make it work in the hotel, then like he uh you know escapes the hotel, tries to live outside. This is it's just like this wild ride. And the entire time, it is the most bizarre, like, deadpan, like, kind of acting and, like, really flat, like, cinematography. It's, like, it's just an odd movie. And one of his earlier movies, Dogtooth, is is extremely similar to, like, these really strange concepts and really, like... uh, uh, like odd movies, like very deadpan as well. I think that's just like his style of writing, but um, whoa, yeah. All right, you're gonna make. I think it, it was on Netflix last time I checked. So oh, was I'm it? To, yeah, you should check it out. I don't know if it's like been moved out, but it's about to be July, so maybe they'll it'll be part of the rotation that gets mm-hmm. moved back. In. But okay, I'll definitely check that one out. Yeah. Animals, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm thinking about what animal would I want to be if that happened. And it's like kind of like a re- it's kind of funny in like a really weird way. <laughs> so. Is it supposed to be funny or is it just like I think it's just like the actors say lines in the most like monotone, serious way, but it's so outrageous that you're like you just can't help but laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing just imagine. Yeah. It's just like um, okay, that was beyond bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy thing is, I've had interactions like that. Like, I actually just had one a giant. Yeah, oh, that's our grocery store in uh, Maryland. The other, by the way, uh, the other day, and I was just talking to someone, and they just the way they were delivering their responses made me feel like a they didn't think I was smart, but b it was just like, oh, but that is the Western Terminal. <laughs> and it was like a long pause. I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to say something now, but. Uh, yeah. That one, okay. That one, I feel like I just experienced that one not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Palmer. Not All right. On the list. 
We're getting into some good ones. We're getting into some good ones. And I think I mentioned this either last time or two times ago, but Mm -hmm. it is a 2015 film known as Ex Machina. Ooh. Yes. That's a good one. Oscar Isaacs. If you don't watch it for any other reason, people, there is a dance sequence in this film (laughs) that you need to see. I'm low-key trying to figure out like the choreography right now just to be able to do it casually in everyday like situations. But Essentially, the way this film is set up, it is about a programmer who wins a trip to the uh, reclusive, uh, I guess, head of his organization's um, like little outdoor country house, which is in the middle of literally nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that he is going to be taking part. He has to sign a non-disclosure agreement in what's called the Turing test, in which you are trying to determine whether or not an artificial intelligence based like life form can pass as being human if they're truly like understanding the world or if they're just working through the series of programs that have been installed in them. And so, oh, I mean, that seems kind of simple. And when you think about it, you know, the scenery doesn't really change. It's like I said, more or less all in this compound, but goodness gracious, it is unsettling. But do you remember the first time you watched this film? I do. I was sitting in my living room watching it. And uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Like it is, it is unsettling. Like um, it's like an unsettling movie. It's an unsettling premise. It's just like the entire, the entire time. It's, uh, it's a really good like exploration of what it means to kind of be human, but um, yeah. Human behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And human behavior. And like, I don't know. It's like also like one of those another another things that's kind of like uh, maybe we shouldn't do it kind of on <laughs> artificial intelligence. So, yep. so oh, you think we were talking about that ner- the Neuralink episode? Yeah, we yeah, were. Like, uh, yeah, people, let's just all be real mindful of the fact that AI can be possibly pretty uh, mm-hmm. pretty intelligent. So let's just keep that in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to watch Ex Machina again. It's been a while since I've seen it, but. Uh, it was oh, a great movie. I just watched it with my parents. And once again, my mom's not really a sci-fi person. She definitely likes like kind of like crime dramas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she really enjoyed it because once again, it kind of kept her on the uh, edge of her seat. And yeah. she wasn't sure which, what was happening exactly or which mm-hmm. way it was going to go. So. It's, it's like thrilling and like, you know, the acting is really well done. Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. is such like an odd character. Um, I know. And uh, I mean, that dance sequence can tell you all you need to know <laughs> about his character. Um, Absolutely. Oh, man. Just so beautifully done. So beautifully done. Mm-hmm. But uh, Charlie, what's your next pick? Ooh, you know, I think I think you have to include like Whiplash. Oh, once again, thank you, bud, Mm. for introducing me to Whiplash. (laughs) Goodness, goodness. Yeah, I mean, J.K. Simmons is just like, that's all I have to say about that movie. J.K. Simmons. There you go. If you haven't seen it, then just know. J.K. Simmons puts on a performance of a lifetime in that movie. Oh, man. When you talk about somebody becoming somebody, Mm -hmm. that... That he became that man. He really did. I, I I think he's like, I think he's won like over fifty awards, like acting awards for that role. What? Yeah. I, I think it was originally like a short. It was. And he was playing the same role, and then he was like, "I'll oh, come on and do a feature film." Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad he. I'm did. so glad he did. That, that movie is. 
you know, it's, it's a beautiful and yet like really sad movie. (laughs) It's, uh, it's really, really sad. Um, when you really kind of like think about, especially with like how the movie ends and like, you kind of like really reflect on what that all meant. Like it, there's a couple of ways to like think about it for sure. And it is like, none of it is a really like a good ending. Like it's all very not, (laughs) (laughs) it's very bad. Uh, Oh man. And just as a quick backstory, because I know Whiplash maybe sounds like it's a car movie. It's about a kid played by Miles Teller who goes to basically like a, it's a musical school. Yeah, it's and like he's the a drummer. best musical school in the country, taught by J.K. Simmons, uh, who is like the best. Bad news, everybody. Unfortunately, the last half of our episode was cut short. You know, technology, what can we say? But you can go ahead and follow us at Whatcha Got Cast, spelled W H A T C H A. Uh, got cast on Twitter and what you got podcast spelled the same way on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. We'll go ahead and see if we can put the last of our suggestions on there so that you all can watch some pretty incredible movies. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.